Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, hello and welcome to the Rangers Rabble podcast, the podcast that is now home to the champions of Scotland. Joining me tonight we have William Irwin. William, my friend, how are you? All good, mate. Is that a, just, yeah. right, fair enough. And I'm also joined by my good friend Stephen Cameron. Stephen, my friend, how are you? Absolutely fantastic, mate. Um, Just for to let everybody know, I have no script for tonight. I'm trying a Battle Fever podcast. I don't really know how well that's going to go, but I'm giving it a go anyway. Um, And support for the show is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Manscaped offers, and I always struggle with this word, precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped is trusted by over 2 million men worldwide. Join the movement for all your below-the-waist grooming needs. And all the viewers and listeners to the Rangers Rabble can get 20% off plus free shipping if you use the code RABBLE, R-A-B-B-L-E. I nearly forgot how to spell it there. Anyways, um, obviously we're here to preview the Slavia Prague game. Um, but for anybody watching on Facebook, YouTube or Twitter, if you get your comments in, maybe questions you want to ask, just to keep the show going a wee bit, because I literally have nothing else. But I think we should start, Stephen, on obviously the events of yesterday. Obviously, we've all calmed down a bit now. I think my hangover's gone. Um, when you look back now, maybe a day later, how are you feeling? Still on just an absolute cloud now. That um, the adrenaline and buzz from that feeling—it's just—it's incredible, man. That was a great, one of the best weekends we've had in a long time as a Rangers support, and uh, I'm just gutted it's over. Just gutted that long, we had a wee long weekend, a Monday or something involved in there as well. But uh, I was just incredible. And some of the scenes for the players and the celebrations and the, for the squad was just it was just great to see. And um, hopefully it's not the, the last for a, a long while anyway. 
Aye, and we've had a wee um, for PVC 25, alrighty lads, home of the champions. Still feel slightly strange to say that, I must say. Um, we've got, oh, that's the wrong one. Uh, Stephen, hello, hello for Aldo McNaught. I don't know why he didn't say hello to us all, but there you go. Um, we've got Andrew Bluebells. Does Manscaped work with grey hair? Um, I wouldn't know, Andrew, because I don't have grey hair. Um, but yeah, I'd imagine. I've got grey hair than it does. Um, right. Uh, Wally, you're obviously quite a non-emotional person, if that's the right way to put it. Um, how are you feeling? Yeah, probably. Yeah, look, it was, it, it was weird because also I was working most of the weekend, so uh, obviously the game on Saturday, it was great just to get the win. Obviously, you know, at that point you're basically there, but you do need that one point. So it was kind of weird on Sunday. I was quite busy and working. I had like, the notification on to see what the final score would be. And when it came up, no, no, I kind of let out a kind of loud roar, which I think a few people were probably wondering what the hell was going on. But it's hard, you know, after all these years to, you know, have that feeling against pretty special. You know, we've waited a long time for this. We've had to kind of battle back through the divisions and put up with a lot of tough times. You know, and it's it's a special feeling for everybody. And I hope everybody's enjoyed the weekend and enjoy the rest of the season. You know, this is just one step and a long, long road. And, you know, I want us to, like, sort of retain it next year. I want us to make the Champions League. I don't want us to stop. I just want us to keep mm. winning. That was how, you know, when I grew up, that's what Rangers did. You know, the one season upon season upon season. And that's what I want us to do with this team. And this team can do it. You know, they've shown this season that they're a, a special group. To be undefeated after 32 games is absolutely phenomenal. Even on Saturday, you know, you kind of wonder a wee bit, maybe in the back of your mind, you know, are the players going to be a bit nervous? Are they going to maybe be kind of worried about the game? But, you know, within 20 minutes, we're two enough and up and mm-hmm. two really good goals. And in the second half, we obviously blew them away with a goal and whatever that was, like 25, 30 seconds. And then we kind of strolled for the rest of the game. But, yeah, look, it was a phenomenal weekend. And after I was finished on Sunday night, I had a few beers and, you know, sort of really enjoyed seeing all the videos coming out of the changing room and, you know, the supporters enjoying themselves and you know what, I don't I don't have anybody can criticise the supporters after everything we've been through. I don't think there's too many clubs in world football that's been through what we have and we've had to fight back to this stage. So for all the people having a go and having a pop, maybe you should remember what the club's been through and what the supporters have been through and you know, where we are now, where we're gonna enjoy it and we're gonna enjoy it for the rest of this season. I know that that's I don't really want to touch on it too much, Stephen. Um, but there's obviously been uh, a lot of flack coming from obvious places, s- supporters of other clubs who maybe are struggling to accept the fact that they're shite. Um, and also the government about, obviously, the Rangers fans and their celebrations. Um, well, I understand why loads and loads and loads of Rangers fans went and did what they did. If I lived in Glasgow, I'd probably be there doing it as well. Um, can you understand and appreciate just the, the mon- monumental effect this has had on so many people and that trying to contain that excitement, it was, it'd be near impossible. Aye, 100%. I mean, I I can get a lot of the things that people are saying, but there's certain people out there and um, some of the fans that have never seen Rangers lift a trophy or uh, win a league title. And to try and contain that and um, 
subdue it at times. It was probably a near on impossible task. I know people were saying that Rangers should have maybe came out and said, hey, oh, could you go home? But I can't imagine many of those fans were sitting there refreshing their Twitter feed, waiting for um, somebody to say, oh, that's it, Rangers have told us to go up, let's go up the road, sort of thing. And um, the emotion of this weekend was it was always going to spill over in a sense that people are going to go out and celebrate. And, and I can completely understand that. And um, I know it's probably not the best, it's just the, the, the situation we're in at this present moment. But um, I'll never begrudge the fans for celebrating because I know how much we've all been through and how much we all wanted it. And um, just listening, like the game is Saturday there as well. The thing that really got me after the game was listening to Gerard's interview after the game. And what William's saying there, see when he came out, he said he wants more. It really just got to me, man. I, I was like, um, it's exactly how I felt because I know people have called it like the journey and getting back to the winning the leagues and the journey and the, maybe the journey's over on that but it's also getting to that Champions League and, and co- consolidating this and making more and seeing how far we can go and after that man that was just that was just the top the cherry on top of the cake for me to be honest right now I'm going to try my best to bring in Wolf Marshall um he's having some believe it or not some severe technical issues um I'm looking at him at the bottom of my screen just now and I'm I'm seeing a lot of jumping, but I'm going to try and bring him in. So, Wolf Marshall, how are you? I'm Not very good, well, I'm very well. Just jumping. No. <laughs> can you hear us okay, Wolf? I can hear you fine, yeah, but I think you're frozen. Right, well, we'll, no, we'll keep you on for too long because your stream's pretty pretty bad. But can you let everybody see that jacket? No, if you, if you, I don't. My camera's frozen. I don't know how much you can see. You can't see. Uh, <laughs> right, well, I'm going to let you go because your stream I'm is, is no working. I'm going to try something else. Right, I'm going to try something else. <laughs> now you try. We'll, we'll try and get and get Wolf back on. But, but William, if, if we see a lot, we've seen all the videos coming out of, of Rangers and stuff, and we've seen the videos of the the manager sliding along the floor. If we take it to obviously the game on Thursday, um, are you a wee bit surprised maybe at just how much the players are celebrating? No, I don't think so. No, I mean, look at the end of the day. Which when I grew up. When the players used to win the league, they were pretty much blitz for that whole week. And then they used to try and come in on a Saturday or a Sunday and try and play the game. Sometimes it worked, other times it didn't, you know. it's Look, look. I think the players will be back at training today. A few of them might have been sick on the pitch after the amount of alcohol they've consumed over the last couple of days or whatever. But, you know what, the players will be ready to go on Thursday night. The players will be ready to go against a very good Samaria team. Of course, I mean, like, there's always going to be that thing in the back of your mind that Maybe mentally they'll switch off. But I mean, we're probably not going to find that out until we actually play the game. For me, I don't think this group's just going to switch off. They seem to have a, a, a really strong mentality this year. You know, it would be easy to switch off at times, especially recently where Celtic have been so far behind us. It would be easy to take your foot off the gas and say, you know, we could afford to drop a point here or three points there. But if not, you know, they've just wanted to keep going and going and going. And the consistency this year has been... As I said earlier, absolutely incredible. So I think the Thursday night we'll go at it again. I do think this is probably one of our, our toughest tests mm-hmm. in the competition. 
Um, I had a bit of a look at some of their stuff earlier, and they're a very impressive team. You know, they've got some real quality in the final third of the pitch. And <laughs> I think we'll have to definitely be at our best, so hopefully the players are up and fully ready for it. Absolutely. Now we're going to give us one more go. Gentlemen, Wolf, can you hear us? Yes, I can. Can you hear me? Yes, we have Wolf. <laughs> believe, believe it or not, I've switched my Wi-Fi off and I'm going on 4G. Oh, there you go. There you go, so there you go Right, so well, we'll just take solved. it We'll just take it back quickly, Wolf, then, because um, obviously you're the elder statesman of the group. Um, obviously, you've got your lovely jacket on and your lovely flag behind you. you so. lovely jacket, look. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I've got the boys to wear that. Um but the whole suit on last night. <laughs> I can I believe that. Um so on Sunday, obviously when they shit the bed, how did you feel? Sunday was just fucking awesome. It was I had sort of I broke down on Saturday after the game because the manager had said if we won it, it was 99.9% certain. And it was. It was as good as done on Saturday. So I had a, a major greet on Saturday. As Cammy said on the pod last night, um, or yesterday, he kind of did a lot of his greeting on Saturday. I was the same. Um, during their game yesterday, the, the missus had the game on. I went out. I went across the road to the shop. I came back. It was half time. She still had it on. I was just pacing the living room. Uh, my daughter was here as well, and full time whistle went. I just broke down again. It was just, it's. I mean, I've seen a few titles as we all have, but this one's mm. special. I mean, this one after what we've been through, this one is absolutely special. I mean, it's. They all they all wanted us dead in 2012. They tried to kill us off. We wouldn't go away. They made it as hard as they could. They put illegal sanctions on us. They gave us fucking transfer bans. They gave us this. They gave us that. We'll finally come back, and it's just fucking somebody else start speaking. Some of you start green. Awesome. <laughs> actually, just had a comment. Um, that's the best Wolf streams ever been, and boy, don't I know it. But Wolf, just to bring it back to you quickly, because um, I'll ask you the same kind of question I asked William. There is there a fear slightly, um, obviously, with the celebrations that we've seen for the players that because they've they've achieved something so monumental that it might affect them now going forward for the rest of the season. No, I don't. I don't think the management team will allow that to happen. I think they're they they know they know what they've achieved. They know what they've got left to achieve. Um, if we weren't still in Europe, I think they could possibly have coasted their way through the rest of the season. But we're still in Europe. Scottish Cup's back on the table, so we've got the Scottish Cup to play for. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd like to think we're, we're going to start rebuilding for next season at the same time, giving players game time. You know that haven't had a lot of game time. But it would still be nice to go through the through the league season undefeated. Uh, I don't think they'll take the eye off the ball at all. I don't think the manager will allow them to do that. He's worked hard to get where he is, yeah. and he's, you know, he's going to want to set all sorts of records because there's records out there for him. And it's just, I don't think it's the Stephen Gerrard's mentality to take the foot off the throttle. No, that's true, and we've just we got Fialdo. Fuck's sake, Wolf, I'm greeting again. There you go. Um, so, Stephen, look, if we, if we take this to Thursday, because I think in, in, in the midst of all this, we've forgotten we've got a European game on Thursday. How tough an opponent is Slavia Prague? 
I think it's definitely going to be a, a, probably the hardest game so far, maybe in the Europa League, to be honest. Like, when you consider what they've done against Leicester, to, over two, two matches, not you can see the goal against Leicester as well, just shows you how strong defensively and probably as a unit this sort of team is going to be for us. And uh, I think William's probably right what he said, that we're going to need to probably bring a, a top a top performance to this game. Um, I think we're going to need to probably shore up defensively a wee bit, we should uh, let in a few... Uh, dodgy goals maybe in a sense in the Europa League uh, the last few games but uh, I've no doubt that we, we're capable of doing this and I've no doubt also that the players are, will be up for it massively, they seem like a big uh, game team to be honest, people like Ken who just seems up for these sort of matches and Morelos in the Europa League has been fantastic so um, it's going to be, a, a, it's, I think it'll be very close, I think for the for a neutral out there if there is a, like any watching this at the minute, uh, it'll be a very interesting tie to be honest and uh, I just hope we can come back to Ibrox with a, a good result and we're still in this because uh, um, it'll be interesting and I think if we can come back to Ibrox with a good result, it'll be in our hands, to be honest. Sorry, a football was going to jump in there. He looked as if he was going to jump in, but it must just be team. Uh, William, toughest team we'll face this season? I think, think they're right up there. Yeah, I think they're right up there. I mean, I had a look at them. You know, I always try and look at the opposition. Like I said that in all the kind of preview pods. I always try and have a wee look to see what they're like. I mean, they've played 22 games in their own league and they've won 18 and drawn four. So, you know, they're very similar to us in that they're undefeated. They did play in the Champions League qualifiers, but were knocked out by Michelin 4-1. So, I mean, like, does that tell you where they are? Because we obviously gave, like, Michelin a bit of a doing last year, home and away. But then, like, you look at their group stage, they beat Bayer Leverkusen, Nice, and Hapoel Beersheba mm. in all three home games. They beat Leverkusen 1-0, beat Nice 3-2, and beat Hapoel Beersheba 3-0. And obviously, as everybody's aware now, they've knocked, knocked Leicester out as well. The main guys up front are Sima and Kukta. I think that's how you say the guy's name. They've both scored 11 goals this year, so, you know, they've obviously got a threat at the top end of the pitch. You know, they're going to be dangerous. And I agree with what a few of the guys are saying in the comments here. I think they will try and pick on Nathan Patterson. I think mm-hmm. they'll see his, his age and maybe a bit of naivety and they might try and hurt him. They might even try and push Seema wide and try and put him on Patterson to try and really have a go at them. But that's where like, the manager will be smart. He'll know it's coming. We might sit slightly deeper to make sure that we protect a bit more than we have done in the Antwerp games, for instance, where mm-hmm. their games were just crazy. I mean, like, you probably won't see many European two-legged games like that, just how open the you know the two matches were. I don't think we'll see that again against Slavia. I don't think we can afford to do that. And even just looking at them, in the summer there, they sold two players to West Ham, I think it was, Sushek and Kufal, and they took in £20 million. And yet they're still a seriously strong team this year. So how much stronger would they have been last year with those two guys that are at West Ham now? So it shows you the level of the team. Maybe it's like, you know, the Czech League, but they're still a very good team and they're going to be a serious threat to us. But I agree with Stephen. I think if guys like Hajji and Kent show up, we're as dangerous as any team when we're going forward. And at the moment, I think Alfredo Morelos is playing as well as he has done for us. He looks, he looks so hungry at the moment. And that goal at the weekend was brilliant. You know, he didn't even need to take a touch, just hit it right across the goalie. And that's the sign of a striker in a really good vein of form. And, well, it's it's going to be a completely different game, don't get me wrong, uh, to the Royal Antwerp game. But the one thing we will have to improve on, and this sounds really stupid because of the season that we're having just now, 
but we'll need to improve on the defending from that Antwerp game because this is a level above. Yeah, as as, as William just said, we we'll, we won't play the same ways we played against Antwerp. I mean, mm-hmm. I think we went into the Antwerp game probably realising there was there was goals in it for us, but that meant there was going to be goals in it for them. Now, looking at a coming a quick look at the the Czech side, they don't lose a lot of goals. I think they've lost sixteen mm-hmm. goals in the league. You know, so that's that's less than a goal. That's less than a goal a game they've lost in the league. I mean, that's. That's fairly decent by any standards, but nowhere near as decent as ours. But we've lost goals all over Europe where they, they're European. They haven't really lost a lot of goals. They've lost a few, but they haven't lost a lot of goals in Europe. So we do have to tighten up a bit at the back. But I think the most important thing is going to be taking the chances we make. Because we 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 sometimes don't take we're, we're really good chances. And I don't think we'll get that many against Slavia because they don't seem to give up a lot. I mean, I watched... I watched What's the second against Leicester? Not, um, not with, not, not with too much concern. So I didn't expect to be to be drawn them, but it was, um, it was quite. They seem to go with a game plan, and it seemed to work for them. Yeah, I know. And and the thing is as well, Stephen Lake Walsh just said they're a very, very, very good team at home. So that away leg is going to be really, really tricky. Yeah, it's really coming back with still giving yourself a chance in the game, to be honest. And like the guys are saying, I don't think we're going to get anywhere near as much change out of this team than we did in the last leg at all. So it's it's about closing ourselves up at the back and taking the opportunities we've got and just trying to manage the game if we can get in front over there as well and just try to bring it back to Ibrox and try and um, take it from there, really. And I think that, um, like the guys are saying, the record, they, they obviously look like a solid team that are well uh, coached and drilled. So... Uh, I don't imagine this is going to be anywhere near the same sort of levels of goals getting scored from either team. I think there's probably going to be one or two goals in at max, to be honest, at the end of it. Um, but I just hope we can do it. And like he's saying, some of the, I think as well, coming into this game, we've got players hitting top form now, like Kent Morelos and stuff like that, and Kamara as well in midfield. So mm-hmm. I'm just hoping we can go there and have a good performance on Thursday and a few of the boys. And, and I hope McGregor's all right as well for the weekend. So I'm hoping that... Uh, <laughs> Yeah. I know, I've seen him in that motor. Oh, oh, oh my God. That... That I've seen so, somebody put on Twitter, by the way, um, starting 11 uh, for Thursday, just John McLaughlin, nobody else, that was it. Um, <laughs> I suppose... I know. Uh, William, if we, if we... the big thing, I suppose, is, uh, you know what, it's great to go further in Europe and, and get your, your name back and stuff like that. But the way that Steven Gerrard's managed to build this team to where we've managed to get it now is because of Europe and because the finances that come with it. Um, so how, impo- how important do you think it is that, that we can get through these games just to bring in that, that, that more money? And also, actually, I've seen a comment, um, and I'm, I, don't, I, I don't know if I read it right, but if we go further than Shakhtar, I think, does that mean that we get an automatic Champions League place next season or is it the season after? I'm not 100% sure, but I think the team that wins the league, is it 22-23, goes straight into the Champions League. Right. I think that's what it was, but I mean, there's been that many changes to what Rangers have done last season and this season, and I think it kind of staggers in like two and three year cycles, something like that. So what Rangers did last year doesn't show up for a couple of years, and what Rangers do this year doesn't show up for a couple of years. So I think that's how it worked, but I mean, if there's anybody in the comments that knows after that, you know, like the sort of specifics then obviously they can let us know but I think for us it's important to get by Slavia I think mm-hmm. just purely because you know getting to the last eight is a big deal you know you're getting to the last eight of a European competition I mean that's 
where, you know, I think teams start to look at it seriously at that point in terms of, you know, you've got a chance of winning it. Because mm-hmm. when you get to that stage, let's be honest, like you're only a couple of games away for the final and mm-hmm. anything can happen. And, and in this season where there's no supporters in the ground, you know, it's probably not the same as maybe going to some of these places in the past where maybe you could get slightly overawed playing against top opposition. All right, the players are still the same. But you're not going into like 60, 70, 80,000 capacity stadiums where the place is rocking. You know, there's nobody in the stadium. So it's just 11 players on the pitch going toe-to-toe. And I think you've shown this year against Benfica in both games, and I thought they were an excellent team mm-hmm. that were more than capable of standing up to it. You know, you know, we stood up to a very good Galatasaray team. You know, and in previous seasons, we've stood up to Porto home and away. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think even against Leverkusen, at times against Leverkusen, we played really well at Ibrooks. But then, you know, in the end, like, their extreme quality showed up. And then in the second leg, yet again, you know, they were immense. But, yeah, I fancy to get by Slavia, but I do think it'll be a really tough two legs. Yeah, and GB's just put in, obviously, it's to do with Scotland and Ukraine, the coefficients, so we need to stay in longer than the Ukrainian teams in the Europa League. And I think he's also, he or she, I should say, has also put in the season after. So I think you're right, William, it'll be the, it'll be the season after. But, well, I, I don't think it should surprise us if we go far in this competition, because if you look at Gerard since he's come in, each season he's actually improved on the previous season in Europe. Come on, Wolf. Have we lost Wolf? Maybe restart it again. I'll take that to you, Stephen, then, and I can't so, bother asking this question again. I'll take um, that. I mean, I know definitely our record in Europe's been brilliant, and like I say, if we can um, kind of go a step further, that's getting to the quarterfinals, like William saying, in a European competition, that's huge, it just rolls off the tongue, do you know what I mean? That definitely is at the point where um, if you can get a good draw, especially in the next round, you're really looking like there's a there's a chance of going far in this, do you know what I mean? So, it's massive and I don't, I think the players know that as well, that's the thing, and I think Gerard will be drumming that into them, of saying like what you could probably achieve this season and just for the prestigious factor of it as well, it's hugely important Rangers are in and about these sort of competitions at these levels and mm-hmm. we've been so far away from it for so uh, so long that um, it really is important to us and I just hope that we can give a good account of ourselves and if we do that, I, I'm certain that we can, we've got a good chance of going through. Like um, Slavia are obviously a good team but so are we and that's the important part here that we're in control of it and um, Aye, we can go as far as we can We can try and go here. I know, and I'm just looking at a comment here for GB. Turn Wilf <laughs> off and on, which is what we've tried to do. So, Wilf, are you back in the building? Oh. I tell you something, this, this live stuff, William, just isn't great, is it? Um, well, I'm seeing a few comments as well, people talking about Patterson. Now, obviously, you're our academy expert. Um, what have you made actually? I'll, I'll, I'll ask you first. What have you made of Patterson since he's come in and played his few games in the first team? Yeah, very impressive. I think that's got to be said. I think against Livingston, they try to target him. You know, I mean, Livingston were pretty direct at the best of times, they try to target him, but he stood up to it. Um, I mean, the one thing you never know about an academy player moving into the first team is the physical nature of the game, and that's why I like going out and loan for a lot of players and they get an idea as to how physical the game can be in Scotland. Because like playing academy football, it's not the same as playing first team football. And you know, anybody that's you know would tell you that. I mean, it's pretty obvious. 
Joe Vernathan, he came in and do the job he did against Livingston, I thought was excellent. But I thought at the weekend, he stepped it up a level, and I thought his attacking play was absolutely brilliant. And that's what Nathan has, you know, he's he's a very aggressive fullback. Of course, at his age, there's still things to work on defensively, there's still things to work on going forward. But you can see all like the raw potential with Nathan. You know, and he is a kid that, you know, Stephen Gerrard kind of pulled him out about a year ago now and put him into the mm-hmm. first squad and he's been training with him. He's learned for Tavernier. I mean, that's not to say he's going to turn out like James Tavernier because there's not many James Taverniers out there in terms of what he brings to the team. But, you know, Nathan can be a really, really good player for us and somebody that I think everybody's craving for because we want like more academy players breaking into the first team. Because overall, it saves the club money. Mm-hmm. And if you promote more players for within, it means you don't have to get into the transfer market and give out huge wages and pay big transfer fees. And the hope over the next year or two is that, you know, Leon King can make that breakthrough. You know, that many of the guys who are out in loan at the moment can come back and push for that first team spot. And that's how it's got to be. But they've got to show the manager that they're good enough. And that's why, like, Stephen Kelly going out and loan this year to Ross County is a big thing. Why, like, guys who have been playing regularly in the championship this year have been doing well. And that's where we need to be. We just need to keep promoting and pushing the players forward as we go. I know, and I'm just going to come to you in two seconds, Stephen, but I'm, I can only apologise to the viewers, right? But we're going to try We're going to try one more time to get Wilf Marshall back on the programme. So, Wilf, are you with us? <laughs> I feel like you know. I don't know, he said about four or five different cameras. Is the wife? Right, well, I'll take the question to you then about Patterson. Would you have any worries about Patterson starting on Thursday? Ah, right, okay. He's done nothing to make think that. No, he's gone. Stephen, answer the question before people start tuning out. I'm going to need to start out listening to the questions you're asking, Wilf. I forget. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I actually don't have any worries about him in Europe. And that's been one of the things I've been quite impressed with from him. Be fair, see, since he's came in, he's not looked overawed. I know there's no crowds there at the minute. And maybe that maybe makes it a wee bit easier for a young player coming in. But in no way has he looked overawed. He's looked confident on the ball. He looks like he's wanting the ball as well in there. And he's mm-hmm. wanting to like, put an impression on there. Because um, and probably while well, you maybe knows a wee bit more about this, and I don't not having a go at the youth thing at all, whatever. But I remember a few years ago when they were doing the best v best uh, thing with Rangers, and they brought them out the the, the league. Yeah. And I went and watched a few games at Ibrox, and they seemed to have worse performances and uh, results at Ibrox than they did from away. And I always wondered, is that sort of are they worried about playing in Ibrox and maybe the expectation? But when I'm watching Patterson, I don't see that at all. I see a guy who's wanting to take his opportunity and he's wanting to go for it and. On the ball, he's been aggressive and offensive and wanted to take players on, but also defensively, I've, I've been impressed. So um, I think there's definitely a lot of raw ability there. And um, on that, for, for those reasons alone, I'm not worried about him. He's going to probably make mistakes as they come, and we probably need to be wary of that and understanding. But I think we've definitely got a good player there, and I'm looking forward to seeing him in these challenges going forward in Europe, to see, to push him and see what he can do. So I've no worries that he's not going to take his opportunity to wear both hands, to be honest. No, I think the one thing I would say, I mean, I remember Alan Hutton making the breakthrough at Rangers 
And Alan made mistakes early on, but then we ended up selling him for what was that nine, ten million pounds. Mm-hmm. So I mean that's you know, that's the hope moving forward. I know we're kinda of moving away from Slavia, but I just think, you know, as a club our size, we have to be, you know, trying our guess to try and push guys into the first team. And I think some of the guys in the comments are kind of saying there about guys like Kai Kennedy, Ben Williamson's been absolutely outstanding for a growth, you know, James Maxwell at uh, Queen of the South. Stephen Kelly at Ross County, even Josh McPake down at Harrogate, and this is what it's got to be like. We should constantly have young players out in loan who are improving, and then they're coming back to push for a first-team spot. Because what everybody who watches football will know, see every one of the guys that's in our first-team at the moment, like, like, they've come through somebody's academy, and mm-hmm. they've been given a chance somewhere. So this is why like, we need to try and do it ourselves and try and bring through, because we do have some of the most talented young players in Scotland. But we need to get them from academy football to be an out and loan, to be in at the Rangers first team and then first team regulars. And there is guys there who are who are good enough to make it. And we've got uh, I was going to bring this up actually. And Stephen, I'll bring this to you. Um, Scott Kerr, our good friend Scott. Nathan is raw, like William said. You can see his potential talent. And against St. Martin, he looked very composed, confident, and aggressive. Plays without fear. Now, that was the one thing I was going to mention. Nothing seems to overawe him, and he always seems to be confident, and he always does seem, like Scott says, to play without any fear. Uh, The one thing I really like look for, and I'm enjoying watching him play, is he's embracing it. He wants this. He feels like, to me, that when you you see that in a young player, he thinks he's good enough to be there. And I think that's one of the big things, is if you've got the confidence to go out there and show your ability, then um, that's one of the big things to actually show, like, I'm good enough to be here, and and that's where he should be. So... um, I know I definitely I've not seen that in him at all, and I don't think we're going to see him. I don't imagine he's the sort of guy maybe William no more where he's sitting there worried about the game on Thursday. I'd imagine he's maybe more the sort of guy for what I'm seeing as he's looking forward to it. So, mm-hmm. and I'm looking forward to seeing him play. To be honest, I'm looking forward to seeing him in that in that level and against a, a better op- uh, opponent, basically. And uh, uh, there's no much point in me putting this question to William, but do you know what? And do you know what? For people out there, um, we're, we're kind of maybe I've got another five five minutes left or whatever, but if anybody out there wants to ask questions on any other subjects, just to keep us going, because I'm quite happy to sit here till midnight. Um, but I'll ask you this question anyway, William. Yep. We need to give young guys game time now the league is won. Now, we've, we've, seen, we've seen that a lot in past years. If the league's been won with two or three games to go, you know, throw in the youngsters. Um, a, do you agree with it? And B, if you do or you don't, is the unbeaten run will that have any effect on the youngsters maybe not getting a not getting a chance in the team? Well, it depends, I suppose. I mean, if you're a couple of goals ahead and there's maybe 10, 15 minutes to go, then there's an opportunity to bring players on. I mean, we've obviously got a lot of players out and loan at the moment, so there's only probably a couple of guys there. I mean, Leon King's probably the obvious one. You know, Leon could potentially come off the bench at some point and maybe get some minutes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, he's basically training with the first team as it is, like with Nathan most of the time. So, you know, there probably is a chance for that. But I think as the manager continues to say, you've got to do it in training. You've got to show in training that you're good enough to be on the bench, etc. And that's where, like, you get that drive from the players. I mean, Nathan's mm-hmm. had to sort of bide his time. I mean, there was a long spell there during the season, like Nathan was just on the bench, he wasn't coming on. And, like, I guess it must be frustrating but then when you're sitting on the bench, like you see the levels of the players that are out in the pitch, like you see the level of James Tavernier, the captain, and like you've got to get to that level to get into the team, and that's how difficult it is. 
And in some ways, it's probably tougher for Leon because he's a centre back. Mm-hmm. It's tough to put a seventeen-year-old in at centre back unless the game's very comfortable. I mean, you could bring him on, I suppose, and play him in front of the back four. You could play him as a right back, but have to take Nathan off. But I do think Leon at his best is at centre half. But there's always been a fear, I think, amongst a lot of clubs to put really young centre backs into games or feel that maybe mistakes are made. But I, but but I do agree with Stephen. I think. You know, the manager will make the decisions at the right time. And if there's a game that we're comfortable in, possibly in the split, it might be that Leon gets 10 or 15 minutes and gets to make his, you know, his debut at Ibrox, hopefully. All right, well, we've got a wee comment here. Back to Slavia, lads. And I actually forgot what we're doing in Slavia previous. So I'll, <laughs> I'll just get back to that quickly. And then I'll, cause I've got a few questions here. I'll come to that after we finish the preview. So, Stephen, how do we... And do you know what? It's the away leg first, isn't it? That's embarrassing. Yeah. Aye, that's totally. I should really know that. Um, how do we set up uh, going away? Then do we? Does Gerard change anything about the way we've played simply because this is a step up, or do we just go there and play the way that we've been playing all season? Um, well, I suppose that's maybe a wee bit hard to say without knowing exactly how they play. But I know in previous games he's maybe went with a bit more pace up front and maybe maybe not play Hadji or whatever. But uh, I don't expect him to change his system in any way. Maybe tweak it slightly and maybe make it a bit more tighter to try and protect mm-hmm. the back four. But uh, I don't see his playing any different. I expect us to try and get our foot on the ball as much as we can and try and control it if we can um, and try and ease our way into the game. I don't expect us to really start. F- too quickly and come out the blocks at them. I probably expect us to ease ourselves into it. And I'd, I'd maybe think Slavia will be the same, but um, I think that uh, it's one of those ones. I, I would like to see him go with a bit of pace up front as well. I know Hadji's been playing well, but if that's an opportunity, maybe try and sit, and sit in and hit in the break, then I'm happy for us to do that because that's worked for as well in previous rounds and previous years as well in the Europa League. So um, I, I think that'll be it but I think the main thing is probably to try and keep it tight in the first leg as much as we can we don't want to come back and have lost a few silly goals so um, it's probably try and keep it as tight as possible when we're hitting the break is what I think he might go for What about yourself William then keep it tight hit on the break or free flowing attacking football Yeah look I think all of them what we've done against Royal Antwerp that's how we've played you know we've looked to try and get possession of the ball and then hit teams against Antwerp it was just like you have a shot, we'll have a shot. I mean, you don't tend to really try and do that too often in mm. Europe with teams. But I mean, Antwerp obviously had uh, some quite bad frailties defensively. And we exposed that obviously quite heavily over the two legs. Mm-hmm. Slavia clearly aren't that type of team. I think the interesting call will be in the middle of the park. You know, I know a couple of the guys are talking about Zungu. I mean, like, and he's one of the players that's going to come into my thoughts because I do wonder with Jack potentially not making it, do they play? possibly Zungu in there as well. But I think they'll go with Kamara, Davis and Arfield. I think that's the three they'll try and go with. And I agree with some of the guys that were commenting earlier. I think I think Aribo might come in for Haji. Because if it comes to obviously you've obviously got the option of just dropping a little bit deeper and then you become like a midfield five. Mm-hmm. And like you stop the overloads coming down the side of the pitch. And Alfredo's more than good enough to play that lone striker role. Yeah, hold the ball up and then players can get up to help him but I think the big thing is protecting the defence at times as I said earlier I think the guy's name's Abdullah Sima um, and he looks a very good player so I would imagine you know like every other game ringers have played this year in Europe they'll have been watched and watched and watched the videos over there they'll have analysed the opposition they'll know the threats that are coming and I think he's probably the biggest one if we can keep him quiet over the two legs 
I think we'll be quietly confident that we can get past them. I know, and we've got Stephen GB, St. Davis, Kamara, Arfield, obviously Ryan Jack still out injured. Is that the three you would go with? Yeah, I think it gives us a good blend, to be honest. I like Arfield there in the Europa League games, especially away from home. I think it gives us a good intensity in there. And that's a good point William makes about Aribo playing up front, and it can actually, depending on how the games go, they can maybe drop in to provide a bit more support. Um, but no, I like that that three. I can't see Zungu playing myself. I know he is a bit of a defensive midfielder, but I, see, watching him, I don't really feel comfortable in a sense of a tactical sense for him. I don't know how how much he predicts anywhere he wouldn't. I don't think, can't see him doing it anywhere near the same way as Jack would. So that'd be the midfield three I would go for. Uh, and I like that suggestion for a bit of Rebo up front as well. I just get the impression, even though Hadji's been doing well, I just could imagine him maybe sacrificing Hadji a wee bit in the first leg mm-hmm. and seeing how it's going. And then if we need it in the second leg, maybe more so bring him in the starting to try and open things up or whatever. But I do think that'll be the three. And, uh, and I like that. I like them. the three then work well together. So um, Kamara, especially in Europe, has been fantastic. He seems just to come alive in that competition at times. Yeah. And uh, I think that would probably be, it would do well for us, to be honest. I know. And, and listen, I'm wrong in about 99% of things that I say when I have opinions. That's why I like the host. <laughs> um, but, but for me, William, Aribo does not play well as part of a midfield free, I think he's much more effective the further up the pitch he is. Yeah, look, I think he's one of those players that he does do the, his best work at the top end of the pitch. You know, you see his quality at times this season. It is very, very good. Um, I think in these European games, I think he works better in the front three, unless like somebody like Roof's available. If Roof's available, then I think it's slightly different. But I think at the moment with the injuries we've got, I think Aribo plays one side, Kent plays the other. And that is a good outlet for us. You know, we can get up the pitch, hopefully hold the ball up the pitch and allow guys like Barisic and Patterson to get higher up as well. And that's where a lot of our threats will come from. I mean, like, as some of the guys are obviously saying in the comments here as well, if Ryan Jack's fit, it's a no-brainer. Yeah, Because Ryan Jack starts. You know, if Tavernier's fit, Tavernier starts. If Roof's fit, Roof probably does start. But at the moment, like, you've got to look at what we've got. And you've obviously got the second leg in a week's time as well. So it might be that in a week's time that Ryan Jack could be available, that Rook could be available, that Tavernier... It sounds like Tavernier's maybe a little bit further away from what the manager's saying. Mm-hmm. But as Stephen said earlier, it's all about coming back to this first leg, hopefully with the away goal. Because I always think that's crucial in these kind of moments to get that away goal. If we come back, we say like a 1-1 draw, then that gives us a great chance at Ibrox. And it means the manager can then look at the first leg and maybe pick out things. And that's maybe when you can bring in a Hadji mm-hmm. or you can bring in Roof or you can make wee tweaks to the team that makes us more aggressive at home. Because I think in Europe at home, we are very aggressive. You know, we go at teams. We, had a, we were 2 and up against Benfica at Ibrox. And then we had a bit of a slide, obviously, to finish mm-hmm. the game. Too. But at home, we generally do have a right go at teams. So as long as we can get that away goal, I'm pretty confident we'll go through. And we've got Stephen CGM, and I can see where he's coming for here, by the way, in the away leg. Curveball play Scott Wright for his pace in the break. We would then drop into a 4-5-1 when they have the ball. Um, Scott Wright obviously not had a huge amount of game time, came off the bench a couple, a few times, and listen, he's looked lively. Um, he's looked like a, a Josh Windass, like 17.0. Um, but, but could you see maybe Gerard throwing in a wee, a wee curveball, like a wee Scott Wright, instead of and leaving out both Aribo and Hadji? I, I, I think it's not um, against the Oswald. I think he's done that before. Is it Barker sometimes he's played up front in a three mm-hmm. uh, away from Europe? And it's, uh, I'd be excited to see that, to be honest, because I, 
I, I quite like is when we sit in and hit in the break. I think we can hurt teams that way. And to be a point on right, I've been really impressed with some of his link-up play as well, to be mm. honest. He's better, he's much better than that than I thought he was going to be. He looks exciting. He looks like he's direct and he wants to get on the ball and he's quick. And I think somebody like that, who maybe they wouldn't be expecting us to play and also haven't seen much of, to be honest, would be a wee um, sort of unknown quantity for us. So I would I'd be quite happy with that. I think that's a good shout. I do think that's a good shout for the guy. So actually a really good point about Barker. He has he, uh, he threw Barker in against was it Porto? Yeah, yeah, played me a wee leg through memory. And I think the thing about putting somebody like Scott right in, Slavia Prague won't have a lot of footage on him. You know, I mean, they might have to actually search back some of the Aberdeen games to actually see how he plays because there's not been enough of him in a Rangers jersey overall to probably break it down. So, I mean, that could be a curveball, but there's a few within the squad that could come in and, and make a difference. But I just get the feeling if the manager has got everybody fit, he knows what he's loving is, especially in these away European games. So, I mean, this game, because of the injuries, he might do something slightly off the cuff. Mm-hmm. But I just get the kind of gut feeling that we'll go with the tried and trusted guys. As I said earlier, it's like sort of Davis, Kamara, Anfield, Aribo, Ken, Morelos. And I think the back five just picks itself at the moment because, you know, we really don't... I'm pretty sure Balogun suspended, Aye. having injured... So we've only got really Patterson, Goldstone, Hellander, Barisic, and also Alan McGregor picks himself basically at the mm. moment. So I think that'll be the 11 that starts the game. But as we've said on many points this year, we've picked the start in the 11 and then there's been like two changes to it. So you know, the managers, and Michael Beal and all these guys, they'll be doing all the work that needs to be done. Mm. And if they think that Scott Wright's a better option than Aribo or Haji, then they'll start him because the manager speaks very highly of Scott Wright. You hear him all the time talking about him. That he's obviously bulked up a bit since he joined. They're talking about how they're trying to get him ready for next season. But at the end of the day, like he's still going to be an important part of the squad for the rest of this season. So, yeah, I don't think you can discount anything that the manager could do on Thursday. I really don't. No, I totally agree. And Stephen, a wee comment for CGM. We've heard this a lot this season, actually. Um, and I hope Scott Kennedy isn't watching. And if you are watching Scott, I can only <laughs> apologise. Hadji just lacks that yard of pace for a game like this. Do you agree? He definitely, he's definitely got a wee bit of lack of pace, but he makes up for that and I suppose his technique, his quality, and I think that's the balancing act that he's he's got. But I think what, what William's saying there is, that's a point I never even thought of. If Balogun's not playing, um, if, he's, if he's suspended, because sometimes he likes to bring him in for the pace at back, and if that's Simmer, if it is up front, it's quite quick, and I believe he plays on the right. He might be up against Holanda, which might want us to make sure Holanda's not the quickest himself. So we might sit a bit further back. So to offset that is when we play a bit somebody up front, up front that's a bit quicker to try and get us out and to get us going. So um, he does like that, and that's just something he doesn't provide. But on the other side of that is if the game's tight and we're trying to get a goal, Hadji can come on and open it up, and he's, he's, he's yeah. great at that. So... Um, I wouldn't be surprised if Hadji's uh, Hadji's no starting to be fair. William, yes. <laughs> Sorry, um, I've, I'm just looking at this comment and it's completely baffled me. Wolf, who obviously stream was in the workings, just put Jack Simpson. Um, a bit of context to that, please, Wolf. Yeah, I think he's just trying to say that he's an option, isn't he? I mean, the is he an option, no, William? Because he's well, played he virtually, he's yeah. played virtually no games. He's there's no way he's match sharpness. And actually, sorry, just on that with, with Jack Simpson, obviously he'll be on the bench if something was to happen to either Goldson or Hollander. Is that a worry? Well, look, it's tough because we've not really seen a lot of Jack, so like it's hard to say too much without actually seeing the lad play. Mm-hmm. Um, but look, it's, 
it's difficult. I think if everybody is fit, as we spoke about a couple of minutes ago, then that's a loving that starts the game. If there's been any niggles, which we fair to Rangers, like, I mean, that's something that's not really come out this year. Mm-hmm. We've had niggles in the squad and the lead up to games. It's never been out in the press. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, like, it could be behind closed doors right now at the training ground. Maybe they know that somebody's got a knock and they're looking at certain players that maybe have to come in and play. I think with Balagi being suspended, it would be a huge a huge call we put somebody like Jack Simpson in if we had one other injury at centre-back because basically we've not seen the guy I don't think he played a huge amount for Bournemouth in the first half of the season overall and we've obviously not really seen much of him in the what, what is it about five five weeks since we signed him mm-hmm. so yeah I mean it'd be a monumental call I would expect him to be on the bench and I think if the manager feels the need to bring on somebody with an a bit of extra pace then He's an option, but I get the feeling he's one of those guys that they're going to work on between now and the end of the season and have him ready for next season. Because you know the fact that we've not really seen much of him would suggest that. Yeah, yeah. And look, see, James picked that up as well. He says, look, Simpson looked like he was a bit slow. He was okay in the ball, but obviously a bit rusty. Um, I don't know about slow because obviously we haven't had much time to look at him, Stephen. But that is the point. Um, with Balogun being out injured, with Edmondson being out on loan. Um, if it does come to the point where before the game somebody gets a knock or during the game somebody gets a knock, we're playing against a higher level European opposition here. Um, the, our only cover, I suppose, is somebody who's nowhere near Matt Sharp. I don't know yeah. why I went off a high at the end of that, Matt Sharp. But there you go. <laughs> that's, I think, but um, I mean, I'd imagine this player's got good quality though as well. And I, th- I think that's what we've spent the money on the squad in a sense that these guys can come in and try and cover and if that's who we've got then I think that's who we've got and I think that as well even though these guys maybe not Mark Sharp I'd like to think he'd be able to get yourself through 90 minutes as, as well these guys are pretty fit generally aren't they so um, I think I hopefully will be able to slot in if needed but ho- like, hopefully it doesn't get to that point and hopefully Hollander can play I'm, I'll be happy with Hollander even though he's got a wee bit of lacking pace that I also always feel comfortable from defensively. I think he's a really good, just solid defender. Mm-hmm. Uh, does his job well. So, I fingers crossed he's playing and we'll be all right for there. Listen, Davey, we had no pace, right? So, yeah. see that whole no pace thing, that doesn't <laughs> I, I don't care about it. And, William, I don't actually think that Hollander is as slow as what people think he is. He's not quick, don't get me wrong, but I don't think he's as slow as a week in the jail. His positional sense is phenomenal. You know, he reads the game so well and that's why... Having goals and I've got so many clean sheets this season. Mm-hmm. I mean, as you say, like you don't need pace to be a good defender. I mean, it helps if you've got a wee bit of extra. That's, pace. What, that's what Jimmy Duff said. Actually, I should have brought that up as well, just to give Jimmy a, a wee bit of credit because he's put a few good yeah, comments. Right. In. Like, that's. I mean, yeah, like, sort of, we've, in the past with the guys like Bugera, who maybe at times got himself into a few issues, Bugera, but then his pace got him back in and offered the cover. Mm-hmm. But the good thing with Hellander is he can step in front of somebody and do like the simple things well. And to an extent, like Golson doesn't have that like sort of burning speed either. No, not at all. But but what he does is he attacks the ball in there, and then on the ground he gets his foot in front of somebody and he wins the ball and he moves it on. And that's what good defenders do. You know, obviously at the top top level, you're seeing guys moving for 30, 40, 50, 60 million pounds because they've got pace, the power, the technique. You know, like I mean that's just like a budget that we'll never see at Rangers you know what I mean it's just like that's beyond what we can afford to do so we almost have to pick guys who have maybe got two out of the three or three out of four in terms of like ability and like the strengths of each like individual position mm-hmm. and anyway, like obviously guys are talking about Hyde you not having that pace see if Hyde you had that top level pace with the ability he's got 
he would be playing in Spain or Italy or England because he would be at the next level. But what Yanis has that a lot of players don't have is that creativeness that he's got to mm-hmm. find that space, to find that pass. But I mean, Yanis at the end of the day is still a huge threat for us when he's on the pitch. Mm-hmm. And you look at the goal at the weekend there, it's a lovely finish. Nah. I don't. I think that might be how many double figures now in goals potentially, and he's definitely got double figures in terms of assists. Mm-hmm. I mean, how much more can you ask of a guy that plays either as a wide player or in behind the striker when you're offering that kind of total? The same with Kent. You know, like Kent's topped it up this year with the goals and assists. I mean, those two players alone, like before you add in Roof and Morelos, mm-hmm. you know, those goals and assists this season have been absolutely phenomenal. And like Will's just pointing out that Davy Weir was only a couple of years younger than him, pointing out that Davy Weir was 164. Um, <laughs> but but look, Stephen, obviously, man in a moment, um, Alfredo playing absolutely out of his skin, probably some of the best he's beat, he's played since he came to Rangers. Um, it's a big, big night for him, isn't it? Yeah, and I think what Gerard was saying recently, he seems to come alive in this tournament. And he's the sort of guy that cannot, like we're saying, if he's up front there, he's selling, it's a tough game for us. He's, he can occupy three defenders on his own at times, to be honest. And that's maybe what we need. And if, if we can get people bouncing off him and, and uh, using him as a pivot, basically. And I'm just looking forward to him again, being absolutely buzzing for this game and being wanting to show people what he can do and um, take the game to them, to be honest. Because with him and the team, we're just a different level at times. And um, I, I mean, I'm, I'm hoping that he's going to turn up again for us and show people what, what he's got in his locker, to be honest, because if we can, and that we'll need him. I think if we're going to have a good result and get through this, I think we'll need Morelos on form, to be honest. And um, I'm just hoping they can do it for us. I know, and it's it's strange for me, William, that he's he's back in form because he was out of form for a wee while, you know. Um, but he's back in form, playing a completely different way to the way that we've seen him play. Yeah, I mean, look. Yeah, Alfie's one of those guys, like, even when he's not playing that well, he can still impact the game. And even earlier on this season, when he probably wasn't at his best, he was still creating goals. He was still bullying defences. He was still a big reason for us winning penalties and, and getting shots off and finding space. But see when he's on for him, he adds the goals. Mm-hmm. And that's where he takes it to the next level. And the big thing for Alfie is, probably in the back of his mind, is he would love a shot at the Champions League. Yeah. Can you imagine that we get to the group stage, which I know is a long way away, I know we're kind of thinking further into the future, but if you get to the group stage with Morelos and he gets us, say, like three goals in six games, what he's worth then? Mm-hmm. And that's, I mean, that's how I look at it from like a financial standpoint when we look at somebody like Alfie. But Alfie's on for him. He is of the very top quality in terms of what we've had in the last 20 plus years as a striker. You know, like he's got so so much going for him, and that's why he will go to that next level at some point, whether that's this season, next season, whenever that'll be, because he has that ability. And the same for three or four other players on our team right now. Some of these guys are playing so well that they're above the level of Scottish football, mm-hmm. and that and that's the type of players we had in the past. When you talk about a Gascoigne or a Loudrop, etc., those guys were above the level of Scottish football. That's why they took us to league titles. And why, like those guys this season, have took us to league title, and that's why, like, so you always need players of that standard because then they can go and play in Europe and be that extra quality, and that's what the manager's always looking for. Can I just point out, um, 
<laughs> my favourite Twitter account is has Philip Hollander lost a league game yet? Um, do you know what? That's a Twitter account that could probably go for quite a long, long, long time. Um, right, so Stephen, are you confident? Um, do you think we'll get a result? How do you see the game going and will we qualify? I know that's a lot of questions to throw at you in the one go, but are you confident? I am, and I think that comes off the back of how we've played the last few games, or the last three years, to be honest, in Europe. Confident in getting a win is maybe pushing it a sense, but I'm confident we can turn up and play well and have enough that we can go there and have a good performance and a good uh, get a good result. I do think we'll score. I think we'll have enough to get a goal. I actually think we'll score first, to be honest. I think that's maybe make it difficult for us in a sense. I hope it doesn't switch up. If we can do that, I hope it doesn't switch up mentality and we drop deep and take the pressure on. Um, I don't see it being the same sort of, I, mean, I may be completely wrong here, but I don't see it being the same sort of game that we've had in Europe the past few years with Gerrard in a sense where we're very attacking and in the games. Lots, I can see us being under the cost a wee bit. Maybe thinking back to games like we were like under Walter Smith when we maybe got to do a bit more defending than we've had to do. So, um, But I think a goal, an early goal or a goal in the first half, I can see he's getting, to be honest. And I think we'll maybe sit in and try and, try and defend it and take that back to Highbrooks. Well, be yourself, William, you confident? Yeah, very much so. I think we've shown enough over the last few years to suggest that we're, we're capable of going there and getting a good result. I do think a good result's a draw. I mean, if we can go there and win there, I think that's a brilliant result. But I think getting a draw is more than, than good enough for what we're looking for. And bringing them back to Ibrooks, you know, and hopefully we can get over the line at that point. I always feel really confident at Ibrooks when in the European games. I always feel as though we're good enough to get by most teams. But, yeah, look, I'm looking forward to the game. I think it'll be a real tough, tough two legs. And, you know, I think if we can get that away goal, it definitely puts us on the front foot. Right, just before I ask you, and by the way, I'm looking through the comments to see if I can see any questions. Um, just before I ask the guys for their predictions, if you've got any questions at all on anything Rangers, get them in. Because if they're not in before I ask, get these predictions, then we will we'll end the podcast because that's nearly been an hour and you can tell when William Irwin's hungry, just tell by his face. Um, right, so William, I'll start with you. Prediction for Thursday. I'll go for 1-1. One, 1-1. One. One, one. Who's going to score for us? Who's our, who's our goal scorer? I'll go for Alfredo. Okay, Stephen? I was linking 1-1 one, one myself, but I'll go with a very, very tight 1-0 away victory, to be honest, and I think... Uh, a goal from Ryan Kent will do it for us. Kofi Kent? Aye. What do you think, Martin? I'd, I've never have an opinion on these types of things. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, I'm going to go 1 1. I think it's going to be 1 1. Um, and I'm going to go. Do you know what? I'm going to go corner Goldson. I'm going to go a goal for a corner. There you go. Um, and uh, see, normally, if we because we normally pre record these, obviously, we don't usually do these live. And as people can see from the technical issues, there's a reason why we pre record them. Um, <laughs> so I can cut out my prediction if it's really, really bad after I've had a proper think about it. Um, right, so I asked for some questions. We've got one I can see here from Scott Kerr, it's for William. And the question is after Nathan, who's the next one for the first team? What young lads may leave? Um, I think you would probably look at somebody like Guy Kennedy, um, Stephen Kelly, Leon King. I think those guys are probably pushing at that level. And then for several of the other guys that are out and loan at the Championship, I would like to see them go out and loan to Premier League clubs next season if the club can facilitate that. I think come the summer, yeah, look, there is probably some guys that will move on, just purely because 
they're of a certain age and they probably need to make that step. I think guys like Jack Thompson, maybe Reese Breen, um, probably Matthew Shields. And it's just because of like the age thing. When you get to a certain stage in your career at Rangers, it is time to move on to play regularly. And I think that's what those players need. And it's not that these guys won't make a career in football because they will. It's just that it'll be away from Rangers. But yet again, those guys have been exceptional talents for Rangers at, at youth and academy level. So I wish them all the best when you know when the players do move on in the summer. There you go, question answered. We've got a question from BSG. I'll take us to you, Stephen, and in the volume, if you want to come in, you can. Can we win a few titles in a row and get back to true natural order? And look, that's the big thing about this weekend. Um, look, we're celebrating 55, probably more than we would normally celebrate winning the league, and we all know why. Um, so do you think that Gerard's building this team, that this team's getting built to go and win two, three, four in a row, or at least be up there when it comes to winning leagues? I very much think... Uh, that was a really, really stupid question. Sorry, oh. but carry on. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely think so. And I think it's really important we can try and keep the core of this squad together again for another year or two, to be honest. And if I think we can do that, we can really push on, get a couple of titles and also get into the Champions League. I think that's the next big goal for us, to be honest, is the Champions League. And that'll be hugely important to everybody at the club and also for the fans who've craved that for so long. That's always been in the back of my mind and I'm sure other people's mind. But... It's all about recruitment again and trying to hold on to our best players. And I know that'll maybe be difficult in the summer because I know the model is a sense of buying and moving on. But if we can keep a hold of this squad for another year, I think it'd be it'd be massive for us. And I can't see us giving up with a manager like Gerard, who, who said, like I was saying earlier, who said after his interview, who looks like he's craving it. Yeah, it's a, like success is a drug, and it's an, you become an addict to it. You you just want more of it. And one of the other points is it was quite interesting was. Um, Listened to the chairman and the vice chairman talking as well yesterday. Who was who all the vice chairman, especially I always think speaks really well. It was the same at the AGM, and they, they, they could kind of see in an eye of like they want this again, they, they don't want to give up. But this is this is too good to not have again. So, if we can keep the core of this squad together, I, I think there's there's no doubt that they're capable of going on to win more. William, yeah, look, I, think, I, I think I said that earlier, you know, I don't want it to stop at one. I want to get two, three, four, five. I mean, I want to go on a big run as well now. And I think, you know, the big thing that's in place now is we have Ross Wilson. Mm -hmm. Even if he moves on, there seems to be like a structure in place now that they can just keep building and building on. Obviously, there's a ceiling in terms of, like, you know, how much money we can spend on wages, how much money we can spend on transfer fees. But at the end of the day, there's now a kind of core structure there that allows the club to look at who the next manager could be, who would be good for the development of like sort of young players at the academy? Who's like the long term future for right back, left back, centre back? And this is something we've not had for a long time. So like, there's like plans in place now for the future, and that's just something that for supporters is really important. Because if Tab does go, is David Patterson ready to step up, etc.? Is Leon King ready to take over from a Hellander? Is this you know? And that's got to be the forward thinking. And, and like yet again, like we did like pre-contracts in January for this year. So the club's always thinking, they're always looking to step forward. So for me, yeah, I want to get to two, three, four, five, and I want us to keep rocking and I want us to keep winning titles and be successful under Stephen Gerrard. 
By the way, just for context, for people watching, I told the guys we'd only be on for half an hour, and we've been on for over an hour. So I'm going to get I'm going to get my boys to that many two of these when I finish up this. But but let's see, James got a question. Stephen, if Morelos is to be sold, what's her asking price? Now that's a difficult question because that is because simply Morelos is worth is worth what somebody else is willing to pay for him. Um, but I, su I suppose if I change the question slightly, what would you be happy with Rangers getting from Morelos? Um, in this last summer there, I think I'd be probably happy with the twenty million. I just don't know with the way the market's gone at the minute and how it's going to play out this summer if we'll be able to make that. But again, do we sort of change that? Because if Morelos's price comes down, most players around the world's guy price is going to come down as well. So it's all relative, I suppose. But if we could get twenty million again from is what we wanted in the summer, I think that we would. We would go for it. I think we would be happy. I think Morelos would probably be not happy to go, but he's he's won his title. Maybe this is his time to go and go into a high. And I wouldn't I wouldn't grudge a guy going. To be honest, he's done well for us. And if we can use that money and reinvest it, that's the model, and that's what we need to keep doing. And that twenty million we can maybe get from Morelos is by just three or four players that are of higher quality again. And it's just that cycle of just keep reinvesting it. So. I'd be aiming for twenty million if we can get that. And one thing I'd be interested to do see as well is I know in the summer we held off for that twenty million. If that if that value wasn't met, we weren't selling. And I just don't know how Rangers will probably play that this summer because mm -hmm. I don't know if they'll be able to say, well, if we don't get it, he's not going again. So it's an interesting one. Twenty million would be the marker for me, to be fair. That's actually opened up a whole new debate, which I, I, honestly I, I promise <laughs> I won't go into, William. But I will just ask. Um, Obviously, with COVID and stuff, um, football's been affected a long way. Everybody else, their whole lives has been affected. So could it possibly be the case if a team comes in and goes, we'll give you 15 million for him, 16 million for him, and maybe the club want a bit more. But the fact that we've, we're in such a financial position that the club might go, right, do you know what, we'll just we'll sell them for that, if you get what I mean. Again, a terribly asked question. I can only apologise. My thought process is, the club will wait to take. you know because if you make it into the Champions League like the money that the Champions League brings in is more than what we would get from Morelos so from that standpoint if if we were to get knocked out of the qualifying stages then you've obviously got a sellable asset that can be sold i.e. a Kamara a Barisic a Morelos an Aribo whoever it is that could possibly go if we make it into the Champions League then like the money that that brings in alone is an obscene amount of money so the club can say to the players, look, we don't want to lose anybody. If we can make it out of the Champions League, we would love you all to stay. And it gives us a chance of doing something in the group stage, potentially. If you get knocked out of the qualifying phase, then obviously the club need to look at sort of recouping the money. So that could be that Amarelos does have to be sold. Which mm -hmm. I think Stephen said earlier, look, there's not going to be any like sort of anger towards Alfredo when he goes. I mean, like the one thing we all wanted to see was that Alfredo was left in a league title. I mean, when he did that wee thing after the match at the weekend, speaking in English, I mean, I just thought that was brilliant. Oh, that <laughs> had me in tears. That had me in tears. Um, and I think that says the says everything about the support and how much we love the wee man and how, how brilliant he's been for this team. And I, I really want to see him playing in the Champions League with Rangers. Mm -hmm. I want to see him playing against the top, top teams in Europe. I want to see if he can bully some of the top teams in Europe's defences. Mm -hmm. I want to see how he's going to annoy, you know, maybe like a Bayern Munich centre-half or a Juventus centre-half. I want to see if he can do that against these teams because he's shown in the 
and also the sort of level below that in the Europa League, that he's a very good quality striker at that level. But let's see what he can do at Champions. Well, actually, uh, <laughs> Ian Moore, <laughs> fifty-five million. There you go. And I really, I want to find this comment because I, I think I, I, I did. CGM, did I just hear a cat? Did somebody get a cat? Yeah, me. Happy right. to you know this. And then Scott Kerr, the cat is back. So there we go. We're hearing, <laughs> we're hearing all sorts of cats. Right, look, I, there was one one more comment I'll bring up, and then I promise I'll let you go if I can just find it. It was Jimmy Duff with um, any news on the Colombian boy. Things seem to have went quiet. I can't remember his name, um, William, but it was a young boy we were bringing from Colombia that was supposed to be, you know, quite similar to Alfredo Morelos, but that's kind of that's went very very quiet. Well, I think I think the talk at the time was. That like bringing him in in January might not make a lot of sense because he can continue playing in Finland. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if the club have an agreement in place for the summer. I mean, I'm only like guessing here. I'm not saying that's the case just before anybody starts jumping on it. But I mean, given the strikers we've got right now, it would have been harsh to maybe bring the boy in in January and just have him sitting on the bench for the rest of the season. So it would maybe make more sense to leave him where he is until the summer and then bringing him in. I know somebody had posted recently that he was watching the Rangers game against Royal Antwerp, I think it was, mm-hmm. on his Instagram page. So, yeah. you know, there's obviously, excuse me, there's obviously still some kind of contact there. And I wouldn't be surprised if he did make that kind of move in the summer. The fact it's worked for us once before with Alfredo, and if it's and if it's going to cost us the same fee against say, around about a million pounds, you would have to say it's worth the risk, because if the guy's even half the player that Alfredo is, uh, then it's a bargain, let's be honest. I know, I'm sorry, it just does go... <laughs> If we can keep Duffy, I think we can win it next year. The keys keep Duffy. Yeah, I don't think that's going to be happening, unfortunately, for us. I think we're going to find somebody that can defend this time. So, uh, yeah, look, I think uh, Shane's obviously come in for quite a bit of criticism, which has been quite funny because obviously when he signed in the summer, he was supposed to be the player oh, that. He was that. This was that. Yeah, yes. And uh, he's now been kept out of the team by what is it, an 18, 19 year old. Celtic Academy player, so that probably tells you how good a season he's had. actually, by the way, looks like an okay player, but anyways. Um, and finally, CGM says if he goes, he will go with his league winner's medal and all their best wishes. No, absolutely. Absolute, yeah. Absolute I mean, you know, like, also, a lot of guys comment on the stuff, but CGM always makes a lot of good points. You know, I think earlier on he posted the stats for, for Hagi, but it was a like loving goals and 13. Right, listen, don't bum CGM up because he hardly agrees with me, right? <laughs> just just well, it's just if somebody can score 11 goals in of 13 assists and we've still not finished the league season, to me that's very impressive. And Aye, that and, and no, but look, he's also got the, the Colombian player, Juan Allegri. Yeah. You know what I mean? If I was honest, get him on the pod. No chance. He doesn't agree with me. There's no chance he's getting on. <laughs> Listen, William, Stephen, gentlemen, thank you very much. Cheers, guys. Um, listen, thanks everybody for watching. Um, you can follow us on Twitter at Rangers Rabble, um, YouTube.com forward slash the Rangers Rabble, um, Facebook.com forward slash Jazz Rabble. Um, we're live on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. We've got more content coming all the time. Listen, thank you everybody for spending an hour and 10 minutes with us. Um, I appreciate every single person that watches and takes time out to watch your content. So until we speak to you next time, thank you for watching. Speak to you soon. Podcast Network.
It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.